0: All right, I got to shut my mute off. Hey, how's it going today? Good morning. Hey, thanks for coming to church today. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. For those of you that do not know me, I want to welcome our audience that is watching us right now on YouTube Live, on our YouTube channel. Thank you for tuning in this morning. And however else you're going to watch us or listen to us on our podcast, thank you for staying connected, I pray this message blesses you. All right, we are week one down of our time of fasting and praying. I hope you're you're, you're feeling it this week. I, I just want to warn you. I want to warn you. I'm a little spiritually hangry this morning. All right, and so I am double fired up, and so I just just gotta hold myself back a little bit. Okay, and. Uh, Man, if this is your first week or you kind of missed the last two weeks, I want to encourage you to go online, uh, watch our two messages on fasting and prayer, uh, go to the resource center, get some resources, we'll email them to you, jump in the fast, come on, we've got two weeks left, God has already been doing some awesome things uh, in week one, uh, it's awesome. Uh, my son Jude, he's eight, uh, he's doing the fast with us this year, he did it last year. Um, he fasted ice cream last year, okay? And he nailed it, right? He, he did awesome. And so we asked him this year, what do you want to do? And he, he's stepping up his game this year and he's, he's fasting all sweets for 21 days. Come on. And so, and so this week, I, I think it was day two. I think, it, I think it was Tuesday. He comes home and he's like, he's like, dad and mom, you're not going to believe what happened. I'm like, what happened? He's like, this kid at school, offered me a sweet at lunch, and I've never been offered a sweet at lunch, (laughs) come on, isn't that how it works, like, some of you are like, man, the office got pizza this week, they never get pizza, man, boss bought donuts all week, never buys donuts all week, right, just so happens to line up with your fast, and so, um, that, that seems to have, and Jude was good, man, he just said, hey, look, I am on a, I'm on a diet for 21 days, and, uh, I'm not eating sweets, okay? But I can have them afterwards, all right? I'm going to come back to you. <laughs> so, uh, man, it's been awesome. Man, if if this is your first week, I'm going to jump in with us, or you missed the last couple of weeks. We've well, we got two weeks left uh, of a time of prayer and fasting. And so, last week I preached something that I knew I should have known better. Okay. It was going to come back to me. And last week I talked about, um, getting us uncomfortable, right? Remember that was one of my points that God loves to get us uncomfortable because that's the way he stretches us. That's the way he grows us. Right. And so Monday, man, uh, Monday is my, my main prep day for, for my messages. And, And I mean, the Holy spirit just fire hose me, um, with this next message series uh, called Treasure Hunt. It's going to be awesome. It's all about allowing the Holy Spirit to dig stuff up in us so we can discover the more that is in us. It's going to be so good. And I want you to always know that there is always hope that God has placed more in you than you can possibly imagine. So man, I was all excited to start part one of Treasure Hunt this week. And then Tuesday happened and, and all of a sudden God starts to mess with me. And he's just like, I don't want you to preach that yet. Okay. Now for me, the very structured individual, I like to have my message done by Wednesday. So Jason can have my notes on Thursday to put them in a pro presenter. Okay. Wednesday afternoon. I didn't know really what I was preaching yet, okay? You want to talk about uncomfortable, right? And I just had to just pray and be like, God, you got to give me, like, I am uncomfortable, right? Like I, and so today, we're preaching a message called Vision 2020. If there was ever a year, if there was ever a decade to start off the year to, to preach a message, come on, it would be year 2020. 20 right the year of perfect vision and so today we're gonna have a vision message and and i really believe that god has has given me a word for us in this room and and for passionate life church going forward for the rest of the year amen come on let's pray we'll get into god's word today father i thank you for this moment God, I thank you for every person in this room today, God. Lord, we just we, we honor you this morning, that you are a good, good father. We, we honor you this morning, and we thank you for our lives. We thank you for this building. We thank you that we can come here and gather together and worship you and learn more about you. God, we just respect who you are in our lives Holy Spirit, open our hearts, open our minds and draw us a little bit closer to you. And Father, we just thank you that the Patriots are not going to win the Super Bowl this year. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, You got to thank them for the little blessings." okay? <laughs> Some of you, um, you do New Year's resolutions every year and, and like I'm not dogging New Year's resolutions, okay? Um, but for most of us, we should have wrote them on toilet paper, okay? Statistics shows that sometime in February, you have already broken all of your New Year's resolutions, right? And so they just got flushed down the toilet. And, and, and so, and the reason is, is because many times when we're doing New Year's resolutions, we're reflecting back, and, and it's almost the same thing every single year, right? You sit down, and, and you're just like, well, what do I want this year, right? Well, you know, I, I, I want to lose weight, and then we just put that down, or I want to eat better, and then we put that down, or I want a boyfriend, you know, we put that down, and, and, and we go, through. I want a new job, and we just kind of write things down that we desire, because there's some things that, that we want, and, and that's why most people by February have already flushed their New Year's resolutions down the toilet, right? It's because it, it's what we want, it's what we desire. And so what I want to help us to do as a church, what I want to help us to do as a church, and I believe that this is the year for us as a church to raise the bar. To raise the bar. Okay? And, and, and some of you, I might bring this every week. This is my bar literally my bar, I'm getting ready to preach, you know what I'm saying? Some of you today, some of you today, this is where your bar is at going into the new year, okay? This is where your, your bar is at. And my hope, my hope is throughout the year, come on, throughout the year, that this bar continues to get raised more and more and more, and that by the end of the year, Come on, you, your expectation for God in your life is way above that you can never jump over that, right? At least I can never jump over that, that you are believing for things that are completely impossible, things that you cannot do on your own because you allowed God to raise the bar. And so my hope for this year is you raise the bar in your marriage. You raise the bar in your own life for your family, for your career, for your finances. This is going to be the year where we raise the bar. And today, I want to start this journey of getting us to think about getting not a New Year's resolution or not making goals, but getting a God vision for 2020 for our own lives. Amen? Proverbs 29, 18 says this. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. Okay, let's start with that last phrase there. But blessed is he who keeps the law. Basically, this Proverbs is stating, man, there is joy in being obedient to God. There is joy in faithfulness. There is joy in following the ways of, of God. Where there is no prophetic vision, we'll come back to that in a moment, the people cast off restraint. Okay, so what is that? Cast off restraint. Where there is no God vision, where there is no God breathed vision into our lives, people tend not to care. We, We cast off restraint. One translation says, the people run wild. We, we run wild without a, a God vision. We, we flush our New Year's resolutions down the toilet in February, right? Where there is no prophetic vision. Where there is no God vision in our lives, we have a tendency to get in a place in our life where we just don't, we just don't care. We, we stop caring about things. So getting a prophetic vision for 2020. Man, if you want this to be the best year of our life, right, we've got to get a prophetic vision. We've got to get a vision from God for 2020. Let's continue. Next verse, Isaiah 55, 7 through 9. Let the wicked change their ways and banish their very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for he will forgive generously. Man, we have such an awesome God. Man, His mercies are anew every single morning. We serve a God who is so generous, who is so faithful to forgive, quick to forgive. My thoughts, listen to me, my thoughts are not like your thoughts, says the Lord. In my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as, look, look okay, this is where God sets the bar for our lives, okay? Just, just get this, get this. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways my thoughts higher than your thoughts so where does god set the bar for our life he sets the bar at heaven okay he sets the bar into the heavens for our lives i don't know about you but but I don't want my ways in 2020. I don't want my, I don't want to follow my dreams, right? I don't want to follow the dream, the vision for, for my life. I want to follow the dream that God has for my life. I want to follow the vision that God has for my life in 2020. Six people are like, um. some of you are like, should we clap at that? I don't know, like, I don't know if I want God's vision for my life. Like, it sounds. Come on, this is is what it looks like to have God raise the bar in our lives. And, And man, fully submit and submerge yourself and surrender to God's plan in your life. Listen to me right now. It'll be the greatest year of your life if you do this. If you just say, hey, I'm done with my ideas, I'm done with my plans, man, I'm going to get into God and what God has for me. Now, the, the raising of this bar for this church, okay, starts with me as your pastor, okay? It start, the raising, the, listen, the temperature, the spiritual temperature of this church Starts with your, your pastor, right? And if, if, if I'm setting the bar down here, guess where we're going to be? We're going to be down here, okay? And, and I just want to take a moment. I just want to okay? take a moment as your pastor. I don't want to trip over this, okay? I just want to take a moment as your pastor to give you some scripture about what the expectation is on me as I lead this church, okay? Okay? And if you look at the news and you can get pretty depressed, okay, about pastors, right? Like, like, like there's pastors that, that, that are quitting the ministry. There's pastors, unfortunately, they're actually taking their own lives. And, and man, it can, it can seem bleak, right? It can seem bleak. And so I just want to give you a message of encouragement today to let you know that your pastor is healthy, okay? Okay. That I just want you to know. Listen, I want you to know. See, this is where the spiritual hangry comes in. I want you to know that I'm more excited to lead this church than I ever have been in the seven years of this church. And I see so much goodness for you. Listen, listen, listen to me. If not, if another person doesn't join this church this year, I know that the people in this room, come on, we're going to raise the bar together. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we're going to raise the bar together and we're going to be all that God has called us to be. All right, let's read first Timothy three, one through four. Here's a trustworthy saying, whoever aspires to be an overseer, and he's talking about a pastor, okay, Paul is talking to Timothy, his disciple, about a, being a pastor, desires a noble task. Now, the overseer is to be above reproach. Okay, what's, what's above reproach? It's a, a weird word, right? We don't use that word a lot. Basically, what above reproach is, is that you want to emulate you, you look at the life of your pastor, and you want to emulate it, okay? You, 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 he, you see his life or her life, and you're like, man, I want to emulate. They're like, not that, not that I'm perfect. Not that the pastors in this church are perfect. We're not perfect, right? But we're striving to draw closer to Jesus. And so a life of a pastor, a life of an overseer is someone that you should want to emulate. Okay, faithful to his wife. Check. I'm nailing that one, right, babe? Temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. See, Jude, this is important. (laughs) And he must do so in a manner worthy of respect. Listen. Okay, Don and I, we we are debt-free except for our house, okay? And and we run the church very similar to the way we run our household, okay? And we've worked very hard to get debt free, and we're working on our house next. And 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 we, we just feel like that that's good stewardship of our family and, and, and of the church. And listen, we we now we take this this role that God has called us very, very seriously. That He's called us, that 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 man. That I get up here every week and, and the things that I say can, can change your life, can change the future of your life. And so we take this very seriously. And, and listen, I am blessed. I am, I am a blessed man, especially where I came from. And, and I never forget where I came from. Some of you don't know where I came from. I was a drug addict for seven years. I was a complete train wreck and God saved me out of that. He saved me out of that. And, and for me to be called to, be a, to go from a drug addict to being his, his instrument to be used every single weekend, man, that's, that's a blessing to me. That's, that's beyond my imagination of what God has called me to. And I want you to experience the blessing, all of the blessing that God has in store for your life. That's my hope for you in twenty twenty. And I just want you to know that I am more fired up and and I am more ready to lead us into all that God has called us to do. Amen. Come on. We're going to raise the bar. Go next, next, next scripture. First Timothy three, five and seven. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? Good point. He must not be a recent convert or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. And so, man, Scripture gives us a a good basis of what a pastor should be and, and what an overseer should be. Hebrews 13, 7. Hebrews 13, 7 says this, Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives. Look at this. And follow the example of their faith. Okay? Again, if I'm living a life where my faith is down here, okay, then guess guess where I'm leading us? I'm leading us down here. Okay? Okay? But man, if, if your pastor is is, is like, man, we're, we're, man, we're going to pray for miracles. Come on, we're going to get crazy and uncomfortable. And we're going to fast and pray for 21 days. Like, like, if I'm up here, guess what? Man, I'm, I'm going to be pulling you up. Come on, I'm going to be pulling like. Listen, God's got more for your life. He's got more for your marriage. He's got more for your finances. He's got more for your career. Come on. Follow my example in faith and believe that God can do the impossible in your life in 2020. Come on, I hope you're getting excited today. I hope you're getting excited for this year. So who is this prophetic vision for? Who is this God vision for? It's for young and old people. Okay, hey, so that, that covers everybody, all right? <laughs> Some of you are like, I don't feel either, like <laughs> covers you. <laughs> Acts two seventeen. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Listen, God is pouring. Okay, we are living in the last days, and and God is pouring, He's pouring, He's pouring. And what He's looking for, and we'll get this in a moment, He's looking for empty vessels to pour out into. Will you be an empty vessel in 2020 and just let God pour in everything that He has in store for your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your career? Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. I'm still seeing visions. <laughs> Actually, I had a dream the other night. And- it was, it was a good dream. it was a good dream. I was talking to Pastor Ben, and, and I was here in, in the sanctuary, and all these people were here, and I'm like, "Man, is it Passion Week already? Right? People are here for Journey of the Cross." He says, "No. It's Thursday night prayer. Come on." Like, oh. And we had to move from the upper room into. The main sanctuary to fit all the people that were just hungry to press into God and wanting a prophetic vision for their life. Well, those are the dreams that I have for this church. That We would just get so hungry and we would press in to the things that God has for you. Listen, it's going to be the greatest year of your life if you do that. Your marriage will be the best it's ever been if you press in to to God this year. God is pouring out His Spirit upon all flesh, and maybe today you're sitting in your seat and you think, "I'm too young. I'm, I'm too young to get a God vision for my life." You know, uh, my son's eight. Okay, there's a story in the Bible where a king was eight years old. Okay, a king and he was an awesome king. Why? Because he loved God. He got a vision from God. Listen, don't ever let anybody tell you, you're too young to make a difference. Okay? You can make a difference right now in your classroom that you're in. You can make a difference in your school. You can make a difference in your home by making the life of your parents easier. Come on, parents. Amen. I mean, we look at the life of Jesus. You, you want to talk about the first youth group? You, you want to talk about the first true youth movement? It started with Jesus. Okay? The oldest disciple, they, they believe the oldest disciple was probably Peter, and he was in his mid to late 20s. Okay, Matthew, who was a tax collector, was probably also in his mid to late 20s. Because Jesus was 30 when he's, he's leading these uh, these men, okay, boys, some boys, right? Many scholars believe that John, you know, the one that talks about himself in the third person is the beloved, right? And he's always hanging all over Jesus, right? He's, he's like laying on him. And he just, some believe that, that John was 15 years old, okay, when he started to follow Jesus. And in the Jewish culture, after you turned 13, you could actually go and follow a rabbi. And leave home and follow a rabbi. And so now doesn't it start to make a little bit more sense, you know, why the disciples sometimes were were so lippy, right? (laughs) Lippy. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) and and it was a youth movement that God Jesus was leading teenagers to change the world. Young person, don't you let anybody tell you you're too young to change the world because you can start today by getting a vision for your life, getting a vision for your classroom, getting a vision for your home. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it talks about retirement. I just... I just don't see it, right? Like I... I just don't see it. And, and if we look at the Old Testament, listen to me. If we look at the Old Testament, some of the greatest things that were ever done in the Old Testament were done in men and women that were older. Abraham doesn't get his promise till he's 100. Moses doesn't start to lead God's people until he's 80. And one of my favorite stories in all of the Bible and I'm claiming the story for myself, is the story of Caleb. Joshua and Caleb, they walk into the promised land with ten other spies. And this is the land that God had given them. And there were giants there, little giants, big people. And and, and, and ten of the the spies are like, we can't take them. They're too big. And they run back and they tell the leadership. and, And Joshua and Caleb come back and we're like, we can take them. Come on, let's go. God has given it to us. And and they went with the other 10 spies. And for 40 years, they stay in the wilderness. And everybody in that generation dies except Caleb, Joshua, and one of the priests. Even Moses dies. And there's this moment in in Caleb's life. He's 85 years old at this point. Come on. I'm, I'm praying the strength of Caleb over my life. He's 85 and he turns to the leadership. And he's just like, I'm as strong as I was when I'm 40. Come on, we can take the hill. Come on, let me lead us. Come on, God is, if God's before us, then nobody can be against us. And listen, he's 85 and he wins the greatest victory of his life. I'm telling you, listen, people in your 60s, 70s, 80s, and we have somebody in their 90s, listen to me, your greatest victory could still be yet for you to conquer. Your greatest victories, come on, could yet be discovered yet in your your life. And it don't man, if you retired, awesome. That means you got more time to pray. That means you got more time to get vision for your life. Listen, if your goal is to retire at 50, awesome. But you don't retire from the kingdom of God, that means you got more time to do kingdom work. There's no age restriction and doing great things for God. If you're ready, God's ready. If you're willing, God's willing. Philippians 2, 6-8. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself. Jesus, he empties himself. By taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So God sends his son Jesus, and what does he do? He, He empties himself. He completely empties himself. And listen, you... If you want a prophetic vision, if you want a God vision for your life, you need to empty yourself. You you need to empty all the insecurities, right, that have stopped you from doing things that maybe God has tapped on your heart before and you just kind of ignored them and said, I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough resources. God's saying in 2020, if you want a God vision, if you want a prophetic vision, you need to empty out. All other voices but mine. Because I got great things for your life. And it doesn't matter if you're eight or 80, I got great things for you this year. Come on, I got 2020 vision for you this year. I got perfect prophetic vision for your life. But listen, we need to just remove all of the ideas and, 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 man, baggage that we have brought in to 2020 already and just strip ourselves down and empty ourselves. Because guess what? An empty vessel is exactly what God wants to pour it in. Isaiah 43, 19. This is what God wants to do for us this year. Look it. The Lord says this. He says, for I am about to do something new. If this, if this glass is, is, is 75% full, guess what God's going to do? 25%. He's going to do 25% of what you allow him to do this year. If this glass is half empty, come on. He's, you're only allowing... God. If this is completely empty and you say, God, empty me, Lord, I want you to do something new. He will fill this vessel for you in 2020. Look at, look at, look at, I have already begun. Come on, God, he's pouring. Come on, like, like. He's just like, man, are you ready? Are you ready? Come on. Are you, have you emptied yourself out because I'm ready to move you into great things. I'm ready to raise the bar on your life. I'm ready to raise the bar on your marriage and your finances. Are you ready? I'm already begun. Have you prepared yourself for 2020 to get a God vision? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I'll create rivers and the dry wasteland. If you could just leave that up for a moment, Jason. Look at those last two sentences. I will make a pathway through the wilderness. Okay, think about a wilderness, okay? Trees and bushes and weeds and... Think about uh, an undiscovered wilderness that's never been traveled through before with no pathways, right? God says, I'm going to put a pathway through it. Listen, that's, that's impossible, right? I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Impossible. I mean, think about a desert, okay, with all of the sand, Alright? And think about a river in the middle of it. Like, like that's in pie. It would dry up. Are you hearing me? It would dry up. Some of you this morning, come on, it's it's starting to trickle this morning in your heart. Come on. It, 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 it's starting to it start you're starting to allow God to break through in your life and and there's, there's, a, there's a trickle that's running through the wasteland. Come on. These things are two things that are physically impossible to happen in our own strength. And that's the point. God is trying to get us to raise the bar in our life to the impossible, to start believing for the impossible to be done in our lives. He's got so many good things for us this year. But if we don't have the faith for it, if we don't have the room for it, we're going to miss out on the God vision that he has in store for our lives. Come on. Get a vision of it today. That, that, that little stream. Come on, that little stream is starting to cut through. The sand, that, that, that little stream is starting to cut through the wasteland. Come on, it's getting bigger. Come on, God is continuing to pour out. Come on, it's getting bigger. That stream is getting bigger. Come on, it's going to be a river. By the end of 2020, it's going to be a river. You're going to be flowing on it. Come on. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Maybe if you're honest today, you would say, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus. And so I've never had a God vision for my life. I've just been running wild. I've just been doing my own thing. and and I've lived a life of not caring. And listen to me, if there's any pastor that can relate to you this morning, it's me. I was there. And I know exactly where you're at today. You're empty, you're broken, you have no direction, and you're filling your life with things that you think will make you happy, but they're only temporary. Again, I just ask that every head bowed and every eye closed. And maybe you need to make a recommitment today to Jesus and, and the God vision that he has for you in 2020. If that's you this morning, just slip up a hand. I just want to pray with you today. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 all over this place. You can put your hands down. I would just ask this morning that we would all repeat this prayer as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sin, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow the vision that you have for my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, heaven is rejoicing. We are now going to transition into our response time. We're going to open up this portion of the room. Man, if you want to just come and pray by yourself or worship by yourself, you can do that. Uh, Man, our prayer partners are so amazing. Man, maybe you just maybe you need to get some vision today, okay? And and the best way to do that is have somebody pray with you, okay? Maybe you need to get a fresh vision, and you just need someone to encourage you and pray with you this morning. Man, our prayer coves are open this morning. Man, we would love to pray with you. Hang on one second. If you've given your life to Christ over the last couple weeks or or even at any point in time. Um, and you don't have a Bible, we want you to have a Bible, okay? This is our gift for you, and so go to the Resource Center or or come in the Prayer Cove, and you can get one of these. We want you to have the Word of God at your disposal um, at all times, okay? So this is our gift to you. Uh, If you could, stand to your feet for one last prayer, and then we're going to go into our last worship song this morning. I'm going to ask you this morning that you would you would just raise your hands this morning and, and just a prophetic action of this is where you want the bar to be in your life this year. God, you see our hands lifted to heaven. Lord, you see us. God, you've got purpose. You've got plans for us. And so, Holy Spirit, I just ask right now that we would empty ourselves right now, God. of all the negative words all the demonic words and the hateful words that have been spoken some of our lives lord we strip them away right now god we get rid of insecurity right now in 2020 and we step into your security your purpose right now god empty us lord jesus right now holy spirit fill us fill us god with vision right now for 2020. god i just pray in jesus name at the end of 2020 we can look back and say wow My marriage is way better. My family is way better. My finances are way better. My career is way better. And it's all because of that moment that I let God raise the bar. Jesus, we love you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name.